Hello, I'm Mike Baselli, and this is episode 12 of Passionate Pioneers. In this episode, we spent time with an internationally recognized entrepreneur, engineer, and inventor. Michael Galway is the president and CEO of Advanced Solutions Life Sciences and has dedicated his company to the discovery, design, and development of integrated software and hardware solutions for the fields of science that involve living organisms, molecular biology, and biotechnology. In short, Michael and his team are helping lead the global 3D bioprinting revolution through proprietary, cutting-edge, and innovative technology that is turning this new and nascent industry into reality. During this episode, Michael shared his history as an entrepreneur and some of the terrifying moments of building companies from scratch and how his almost 10-year-old company and bioprinting platform is perfectly positioned to empower scientists and innovators around the world to uncover new discoveries in their pursuits to bring a new health paradigm to the human race. I want to thank Michael and his team for the relentless pursuit and passion to unlock the mysteries of the human body and to discover new ways to bring physical health to so many people around the world. In personally knowing Michael, I have no doubt he will achieve his mission he discusses during this episode. I hope you join Michael and his team during their pioneering journey for mankind. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Michael, welcome to our podcast, being recorded at Halo Creative Labs, located inside of Angel MD's headquarters here at Catalyst, our healthcare innovation campus in downtown Denver. Mike, it's great to be with you. I look forward to the conversation today. Well, Michael, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Why, you might ask? Because I always love spending time with serial entrepreneurs. And you, my friend, are certainly that. While there are so many companies that talk about that you've either started or acquired, I can't wait to geek out and dive deep into your current company, Advanced Solutions Life Sciences, and its two mind-blowing technologies, your bioassembly bot, and your tissue structure information and 3D modeling platform. But before we dive into how you and your company are creating and leading the 3D bioprinting revolution, a bit of housekeeping. For our audience, while listening to any of our episodes, please make sure to visit the episode notes to share feedback and ideas with our guests via our guest feedback form link and to nominate other passionate pioneers for a future episode via our guest nomination form link. And lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. All right, Michael, let's take a moment to break the ice a bit before we dive in on the 3D bioprinting revolution. We're going to select a question here for you to answer. See what it comes up with. Okay. One thing that you love to do outside of your pioneering work in the 3D bioprinting revolution. Wow, that's uh, there's several things I enjoy doing outside day-to-day passion around this venture. But at the very top, I would put traveling with my wife, uh, who's also my best friend, 
we we really enjoy going out and and traveling and seeing different parts of the world. So I would put that at the very top. Well, you're singing from the same sheet of music that I love to sing as well. We love traveling as a family. Matter of fact, we're heading to Ecuador for Thanksgiving for this year, which we're really excited for. Oh, that's outstanding. Well, of course, it begs a follow-up question. Favorite place you've ever been to then? Well, let's see. Again, several to choose from. But right. I, you know, growing up in Kentucky, one of the places that was on the bucket list that I finally got to go to was uh, Hawaii. So I, I would say Maui for a couple reasons. You know, watching the sunset over Molokai. No, it's the um, best. It's just it's unbelievable. And uh, my wife and I had an opportunity to go up to the Haleakala. Um, volcano and watch a sunrise and on that particular morning it was also a moon set so just a incredible opportunity to you know witness some of the most spectacular beauty that our planet offers and a very humbling uh, event for us i actually was able to do the same exact thing with my sister years ago and wow was it cold up there it was cold. <laughs> <laughs> it was freezing. And then, of course, we, we, you know, we, we, we took a van up there, watched the sunrise. It was freezing cold. And then we took bikes down the volcano. And I oh, think you were. Yeah, you were much more adventurous. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like a 70 or 80 degree swing by the time we got yes. down to the base. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, great stuff. Hawaii is definitely at the top of my list as well. So thank you for sharing that, Michael. Wow, do we have a lot to cover today. Some incredible work that you and the team are doing. But one just doesn't fall into waking up one day to start a 3D bioprinting company. So we're going to need to rewind the clock a bit. And how does one get to the point of literally helping lead a revolution on 3D bioprinting? Take us back a bit, Michael. Your story is an incredible one. But set the stage of how you got to where you are in leading this revolution. Take us back a bit. Well, very kind of you to say. I, I, I mentioned that I'm born and raised in Kentucky. I actually grew up in a rural uh, county in Kentucky. And in between my junior and senior year, I was given a lot of consideration about what I wanted to do. And the entrepreneur piece of it was something that it was a bug that I had caught early in my life and and something that I, I knew I had a lot of passion for. I didn't quite understand how or what that looked like 10, 20 years from now, but I knew I wanted to do something in that area. And uh, one of the interesting little story at our at our school, we actually got a computer with a in the counselor's office with a career guidance uh, software program. So I went up and entered my likes and dislikes and it came back and said, you should pursue careers either in hotel management or industrial engineering. And it was a starking con- uh, you know, stark contrast, obviously. And so I uh, didn't know uh, a lot about industrial engineering. So I called down to our uh, engineering school at the University of Louisville, the Speed School of Engineering. And I got a hold of uh, the dean of industrial engineering department and told him I was just, you know, getting ready to enter my senior year. I was interested in industrial engineering. I, I didn't quite know a lot about that. And he had actually invited me down. And uh, I remember I went down and went into his office. It's a classical engineering professor's office with 
books from wall, I'm from floor to ceiling. Uh, never forget it. I came out of that office absolutely sold on this is what I was going to do in part because it was an engineering discipline that really embraced both the business side with the, with the engineering. And, and so, um, I got really excited about it, applied to engineering school and got rejected because I didn't have enough math. So I had to ask me to go another year in college to take some math, which I did. And ended up uh, graduating with a master of engineering degree uh, five years later and uh, went out and actually worked in general industry for a little while. But the passion for entrepreneurship was, was too strong. And in 2000, November of 2000, in fact, I'm coming up on my uh, 19-year anniversary on November 17th, I, I took the plunge and bought my first company, which uh, at the time was a very large company of two. I had an opportunity to, to start down the journey of, a, of an entrepreneur path. And 10 months after I bought the company, uh, the event of 9-11 happened. And as a 32-year-old entrepreneur, I found myself facing the harsh reality that the economy was going south. Customers were very scared. They were, you know, they just were not spending any money. And as a small company, you got to figure out how to how do we survive. And in in the next three years, I found myself going without a paycheck. We basically ran a break-even business, so our employees got paid on time, our suppliers got paid on time. But it was a hard lesson that as an entrepreneur, you're the very last person in line to get paid. And so, you know, fortunately, we survived that period and. Really, over the last 19 years, we've done uh, 10 acquisitions, six startups, and I sold my very first company this past February. Uh, so I've had the you know, great privilege and uh, humbling honor to take the full ride of, of the entrepreneurial path from acquisition to startup to selling a company. And today, uh, Advanced Solutions is made up of five different subsidiaries, one of which is the advanced solutions life sciences that you mentioned. Very cool, Michael. That's uh, that's exciting. And I'm sure you have uh, plenty of war stories uh, along the way through that journey as a, as a fellow entrepreneur. I know I have them as well. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is one of the, uh, I think the roller coaster analogy is a, is a great analogy because there is incredible highs and there are incredible lows. Uh, but you know, in hindsight, it's a it's a journey I wouldn't trade. It's just been a remarkable opportunity for uh, somebody like myself that uh, grew up in a a really great middle class family, and my parents were great enough to extend to me an opportunity that allowed me to get an, get a great education and pursue my passion and dreams. Well, I know that a lot of people ask about, you know, what what do you love about being an entrepreneur the most? And I don't know if this resonates with you, but it's amazing how much you find out about yourself along the journey. It is so true. That is actually very well said. It it is a process that uh, I look back at 32 years old and how I handled dirt, uh, different situations and and the evolution and the maturity that the journey takes you through is something quite remarkable. It, you know, the other thing I would say that has been remarkable for me is that just the people that uh, ha- have been a part of my life and and a part of the journey, both employees and team members within the company and incredible customers that we've had an opportunity to forge long-term uh, lasting relationships with. Hey, you couldn't have said it better, Michael. I appreciate that. 
So let's start diving in a bit. I know on this uh, episode, we're going to really focus in on that life sciences division within Advanced Solutions. But before we do that, you you just mentioned a a little bit ago that there are several subsidiaries of Advanced uh, Solutions. Let's unpack that a bit. How long has Advanced Solutions been around? Uh, you know, why, why do you have, uh, you know, several subsidiaries? And then we're going to start diving in on that life sciences piece after that. Sure. So, well, Advanced Solutions is actually a 32-and-a-half-year-old company. It was started in 1987, the year I graduated from high school, ironically enough. And it was originally a company that focused on being a value-added reseller for a company called Autodesk. Autodesk is a publicly traded company that invented AutoCAD, which is a product, that, software product that a lot of people are more familiar with. But you know, Autodesk is a $3.5 billion company, global company. It's a de facto standard uh, in terms of software that engineers and architects around the world use to design and, and develop. Uh, innovation. And so that was uh, that was the original business model. And I had the opportunity when I was going to college to, to work full time. And I actually got a job with an engineering department with a local company in, in Louisville, Kentucky, when I got admitted into engineering school. And they hired me as a board draftsman. And I did that as a, for about a year, found out I wasn't really good at board drafting. Uh, but it, as a part of the engineering curriculum, you actually take the AutoCAD course and you learn this new digital 2D drawing package. And so uh, I I actually put a proposal together that I took to the corporate engineer. And at the time, it was a a single PC workstation uh, with a software and a plotter that was a $25,000 investment. I pitched it to the corporate engineer and he actually bought it. And and I bought that first computer system from Advanced Solutions. It's an interesting little uh, tieback in, in history there. So I, I became uh, fast friends with the owner of Advanced Solutions, and I, I was always an admiring customer of just the business model. And you know, as the years progressed, uh, every time I needed a new uh, engineering workstation, I'd go back to Advanced Solutions and. And it just uh, there was a crossing of uh, opportunities in that relationship where uh, the owner was looking for an exit strategy, and and I was looking to uh, you know expand the the entrepreneurial side of what we were building, and so it, it worked out. I ended up uh, buying that company in November of uh, two thousand four, and uh, and like I said, so today we've really been building out that that uh, that team and that subject matter expertise. Primarily around the engineering discipline, but ten years ago or nine years ago, when we first got started in this life sciences project, we began to add additional technical subject matter expertise in the biology and the medical area. So, you know, it's been just a wonderful journey to build uh, a team around the um, uh, you know highly technical, highly engineering type. Uh, approach to solving problems, and I'll, I'll share this with you. You know, when I I still remember the first day that I bought uh, IDS Engineering, which was the first company that I bought in in 2000. And at the time, I had the old uh, black leather journal that I would write in daily. And uh, on that very first day, I wrote my one, three, five, ten. I even put a twenty year goal on there. I I also wrote on the page 
do something profound and positive. And I, wow, I didn't understand. I mean, that's not really a goal. I, I didn't know what profound and positive was, but I did recognize that, you know, given the right opportunity to grow a team of really smart people that are committed to solving tough problems, that there would be good that comes out of that. And as uh, simple as that may sound, that's really been a guiding light for us is, you know, we, one of the things I've recognized as a, as an entrepreneur, and I really have appreciated this more as I've gotten older is um, three things. One is life is too short. And even if you live your life expectancy, I just think it's too daggone short. And, and so, you know, we're, we're obviously trying to positively impact that with our life sciences business. But the other thing that I've come to appreciate is we're living in the greatest time in human history. And sometimes I get pushback on that. It's like, you know, having you turn on the news, I mean, it, it's depressing. And I, my, my response to that is, yeah, there, but look, we're, there are problems in the world. I, I don't doubt that. But in my life experience, things like when I'm hungry, I eat. When I get sick, I go gain access to the best medical treatment that have ever been available in human history. I spend my days in incredibly, um, you know, beautiful structures that keep me cool in the summer and warm in the winter and safe from the predators. And, and I, you know, all things compared, I think we just, we're living in one of the greatest times in human history, if not the greatest time. I couldn't agree more. And, um, you know, you mentioned that years ago in that, in that black leather journal, you wrote on that first page, do something profound. We now actually have a definition for that today and we call it an impact entrepreneur. So before we even could define it, you were already thinking along those lines years ago, which is really, really cool. So Michael, you are doing some very profound work with you and your colleagues uh, with the Life Sciences Division at Advanced Solutions. I love, I want to read something because I love that this is from your website and I, and I love it and it'll really set the stage for us to kind of dive in on all this. And it states, Advanced Solutions Life Sciences is dedicated to the discovery, design, and de- development of integrated software and hardware solutions for the fields of science that involve living organisms molecular biology, and biotechnology. My head just exploded a bit, Michael. So before we, before we dive in and how you and your organization are really leading this 3D uh, bioprinting revolution, I think we need to unpack that for a moment. And, and here's the reason why. A lot of people are still wrapping their heads around what is just 3D printing in and of itself, right? And, and that is still right. kind of a new concept to the masses. What is 3D bioprinting? Let's talk about that first, and then we'll dive into the company and what all of you are up to at Advanced Solutions Life Sciences. What is 3D bioprinting? Well, so 3D bioprinting has evolved out of the 3D printing technology that came out of the early 80s. And more people are are maybe familiar with uh, 3D printing in a manufacturing setting where you're printing plastics and even metals today. And it's a process where you actually add material to create a a 3D object. That's why they call it additive manufacturing. And so we're doing exactly the same thing, except instead of plastic and and metal, we're using human cells to build an additive 3D uh, work product. And so in our case, we're, we're 
we're looking to build 3D human tissues. And wow, with the ultimate goal of being able to 3D print human organs. Unbelievable. So uh, obviously, some of those technologies within advanced solutions life sciences is that, as we mentioned earlier, that bioassembly bot, the 3D modeling platform. Are those the tools to help get to one day where you're going to actually print these organs? And if so, I- explain those products that, that live within your organization a bit. Yeah, exactly. So we, the bioassembly bot was uh, an in, in invention. In fact, we, we just got our patent on that last March. Uh, it is the world's first 3D human tissue printer that uses a six-axis robot. That is and so cool. So, so the six-axis robot actually has an interesting history. It was you know, first uh, patented back in 1954, uh, a gentleman by the name of George DeBall. Uh, it wasn't until 1962 that he convinced uh, General Motors to build the very first one. And it was a 4,000-pound robot. It did a little bit of moving part from uh, point A to point B. It did a little bit of spot welding. And uh, that, was the, that was the birth of uh, what we know today as the industrial robot. And I, I mentioned that because you know we're humbled certainly from our uh, engineering, our technical perspective, at the history, and it goes back to the time and history that we live in. You you think about how the industrial robot has proliferated the planet. And today, what we've come to to expect from industrial robots is very fast, agile, high production, low cost. And and it's only... It's interesting to say, I mean, it, it's only in 2019 that the robot, and it took 60 years of journey to do this, but the robot's gotten small enough and capable enough, improved enough, had enough failures in the last 60 years, and more importantly, a few successes that we built on that, you know, we can we can actually put it in a box and teach it to print human human organs. And so it's a it's a humbling recognition of you know, some of the journeys of the technology that we use today to solve problems that, you know, we're trying to solve problems that have plagued humanity for, um, since we've been around. And, and so it's, um, it's, it's, it's a platform that utilizes a six axis robot to do more, actually more than just 3d printing because it, because we have a six axis arm that moves like a human arm, we can actually, uh, not only 3D print, but we can we can also do things like you would find in a typical manufacturing environment. We can move material around. We can we can interchange different tools on the wrist of the robot arm, and we can do things like measure, take scientific measurements. We can pipette cells from one place to another. And really, the vision that we had for this platform was to bring forward all the things that we've learned in the in the traditional manufacturing side. And that is an agile, flexible platform where the robot actually interfaces with other pieces of equipment. And in the nine years that we've been doing this, the platform has now evolved where it's interfacing with other, uh, other pieces of equipment like in- incubators and uh, microscope imaging. And, and so we're starting to stitch together these technologies in a way that we can robotically and automatically control the processing steps that are required to ultimately achieve our goal of building human tissue replacements or human organ replacements. And the way we're solving the problem, I mean, there's lots of ways to solve the problem, but you know, we've never thought that 
the process was going to be like a traditional 3D printer where you press go and layer by layer, you in the print, you've got a heart. We've looked at it more from a standpoint that when I, when I look at a heart, as an example, I see a bunch of sub-assemblies. And so, you know, we've looked at solving the problem by bringing forward a technology platform that allows us to build and assemble the biology in a way that uh, we, can, we can get the biology to begin to perform in an attended uh, way or, or function and then bring those sub-assemblies together in a more complex form to build up ultimately, uh, you know, a replacement tissue. And I got to tell you, as an engineer, uh, the, the biology has been a, a very humbling <laughs> uh, technology and science for me. It, it operates on its own set of rules. So in manufacturing, where you may 3D print plastic, and you can do that at a very high speed and, and, and very consistently and high quality, uh, you know, at a cellular level, these cells talk to each other. And what's really been fascinating to me is that you know, platforms like the BioAssembly Bot and our T-SIM software that you mentioned allow us to assemble these cells in environments where they become happy. And that, that's, from an engineer's perspective, that's what I've learned. When we get these cells in a happy spot, they know exactly what to do. And they talk to each other in a way that says, I'm in this type of an environment, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build whatever I need to support that environment. And and so that piece of it has been incredibly exciting for us. And I, I you know, I'm, I'm obviously partial to this, but I think our platform with BioAssemblyBot and, and PSIM allow us to bring that type of technology and, and tool to our end users in a way that they can they can fail fast forward. They they can test different scenarios of how do we add these cells in a way that they perform like we intend them to. And and it's not a it's a very, as you can appreciate, it's a very complicated process. And you have to just have a platform that you can fail. You can fail a lot and you can fail fast and you can move on until you find that next success. That is that is so cool. I'm, I'm just completely nerding out over here listening to you, Michael. This is incredibly exciting work. So obviously, you are all setting the stage with this platform, doing incredible work to to lay down the infrastructure for this revolution that is obviously coming uh, to the masses uh, across the globe one day. So let's talk about that a bit. You you said earlier, obviously, one of the ultimate goals here is to you know pull one over the finish line and start pull these opportunities over the finish line to print full on organs. How far out are we? How far out are we from that happening? How far out are we from, you know, everyday citizen receiving one of these organs? Uh, how far out are we in regards to really seeing this market, uh, you know, blossom and, and, and really start scaling? G- give us a little bit of a lowdown on how far out is all of this. Well, I, I'm, I'm probably going to deliver a, a disappointing response here, but l- let me answer it this way. I, when you look at the human body, there's varying levels of complexity. So as an example... You look at the complexity to build a liver versus a heart versus a kidney versus a pancreas. There's there's varying levels of complexity with that. So what what I believe will transpire, and and this is based on the nine years that I've been, you know, focused on this. I, I believe we will start to see uh, more some of the uh, simpler types of structures uh, that will build upon from there. 
And so as an example, I, I think we'll probably start to see uh, bone replacements, 3D printed bone replacements as an initial entry into beginning to help humans. Uh, yeah, one of the strategies that we had with this platform was, you know, to, to try to engineer and develop the world's most capable uh, platform and get it in the hands of the really smart scientists around the world. And when you look at the landscape around the world, we have some incredibly talented people that are focused on, in fact, they've dedicated their, their life careers to figuring out how to build a liver, figuring out how to build a heart. And, and so what we really wanted to do was get this platform in the hands of uh, those folks and enable a way that they could begin to uh, standardize a recipe so that we can begin to bring this to you know, human use. Sure. And, are, are those experts around? And I love this model. I'm all about enablement of the real smart people in the room, right? These experts that you guys are collaborating with around the world. Are they giving you any early indications? Like, for instance, you mentioned printing a, a bone. How, how far out is that as, as one example? Are we talking one year, two years? Like, what type of timeline there? Yeah, I, I think bone is probably in the next two to three years that you wow. start to see this become, you know, very mainstream. Yeah, that, that's got, not that far got, out. It's it's not that far out. Wow. And I I, I got to tell you, I, in the nine years, if I just look at the nine years that I've been involved in this, the pace of innovation today is astounding compared to where we were just nine years ago. And so I get incredibly excited about the possibilities of bringing this all together in a format that begins to really help people in my lifetime. In, in a meaningful, uh, profound, and positive way. So, you know, I, I get asked that question all the time. And it's just, what I do know is that with enough energy and effort and enough smart people focused on a problem, we've proven as, you know, just from a pure humanity standpoint, that we can solve the toughest problems that are thrown at us. And I think this is one that the technology, both on the, on the hardware, software, uh, biology side, they've all evolved to a point where we're at an interesting crossroads where we can start to stitch these things together in a way that allows us to really start solving these problems. That is so cool. And of course, for our listening community, we will be uh, including in the episode notes several links to learn more about Michael's work, the Organization of Advanced Solutions and Life Sciences, and and to be able to allow all of you to dive deeper on on this revolution that is inevitably coming and will certainly impact the health of, of people around the world. So, Michael, an incredible story, and what a journey. Um, it sounds like that uh, you've been on for a while, but it also sounds like you're just getting going as well. There's so much to discover here, so many incredible innovations that I know will be coming within our lifetime. And so thank you for all of your leadership on that. Uh, incredible, incredible story. But let's, let's, turn, let's turn it to, over to the community a bit, though. Can you share with our community listening in one problem, need, or question that you currently have that they could be helping with? So the need that we have as a small business, you know, we're we're nine years into this platform. Uh, We've been able to commercialize the platform. We're in six different countries now, and we're starting to get some momentum. But the reality is, we're a small company and uh, headquartered in Louisville, Kentucky, and and we're seeking some incredibly talented sales professionals that 
have a passion around this technology, this emerging industry. And, uh, you know, this, you know, we're very fortunate, the, at least in the U.S., we're, we're experiencing, you know, an incredible economy. And, and, and so there's many options for the really top-notch professional salespeople out there that they can choose from. And so if I could just ask the community as a whole, if, if they know of anybody that is uh, maybe looking or has a passion around this, uh, to give us a consideration because we're looking to expand the, the sales team, which in, in effect will enable us to begin to really tell the story to a broader base. And, and uh, you know, as you um, subscribe to in terms of the power of the community, when we can, you know, we're really leveraging our community to teach this robot the 3D print human tissues. And the more we expand that, the, the quicker we'll get up the curve to solving meaningful problems for um, damaged or diseased tissues. Well, what we'll do is, of course, everybody listening in, you can head to the episode notes. There will be a link to the uh, guest uh, feedback form. So anybody listening in, whether it be you or others in your network that know business development executives that want to literally create the future of health for our world, here is one heck of an opportunity. So we'll be sure to include that in the episode notes, Michael. Um, and, and then also, how can how can the community get a hold of you, whether it be through social media, websites, or others? What are some connectivity points for uh, our community to get in, in contact with you or Advanced Solutions Life Sciences? Well, so uh, e- easy way is to go to bioassemblybot.com. Uh, advancedsolutions.com is also an easy connection point if you want to take a look at a broader uh, range of the of the subsidiaries that we're involved in. And uh, I'm old school. If you want to reach out to me directly, uh, email is still the best way. So M-G-O-L-W-A-Y at advancedsolutions.com will get directly to me. Well, that's perfect, Michael. And again, we will include all of that in our episode notes. So make sure to review those while listening in on this very exciting episode. All right, Michael. Well, we're going to take it home here. I got to fill in the blank for you. Please fill this in. I'm a passionate pioneer because? I am a passionate pioneer because I recognize life is too short. We don't have an amount of time. We're living in the greatest time in human history. And by the way, we're also very fortunate to be living in one of the best spots in the world. And I look at that as a gift, not an entitlement. And so I'm, I'm a passionate pioneer because I want to turn that gift into something that results in profound and positive. Well, I knew this episode was going to be incredibly exciting and even more. What a phenomenal story that you are still crafting in real time, Michael, with Advanced Solutions Life Sciences, helping to create the revolution around 3D bioprinting, and more importantly, your service to this industry and to the health of our world. I thank you for all of your work and your dedication to making our globe a better place And you know you have a friend here a mile high in Denver, Colorado. Thank you for being a part of our podcast today and sharing your story. And we look forward to continuing to follow your journey and all the wonderful work that your organization will be doing now and into the future. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Mike. It's a a real pleasure and thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. 
We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode.